The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like a ma- the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you're listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, and one Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Sismanowitz, joined as always with, man, I'm stumbling, with Kyle and Hank. Hello. No, Hank, once again this week, as, tisk, tisk. as everyone heard, uh, we did not get a hello from Hank, or he usually kind of has a he variety. He switches it up. Yeah, I know he's, he's pulled a howdy before, um, kind of like an extended, almost like a question mark, hello? Yeah, yeah. He and he had the hello, hello, which reminded me of my grandpa, that's how he always uh, greets yeah, people. Ah, yeah, the double hello. I do like the variety he, he brings, but... Um, not here to bring it this week. Yeah, not here. Um, as everyone knows, with Thanksgiving coming, Menards is obviously very busy. <laughs> uh, there's no connection there at all. Um, but, Kyle, it's been a while. Uh, last week, obviously, we record on Tuesdays, which there was some big news that popped up after that. So before we get into it, uh, we haven't been able to talk about it. It's obviously been a pretty explosive topic since we've last talked, and it would be remiss if we did not you know, bring it up at some point. And Kyle, obviously, we've talked about it along with Hank, and uh, it's been kind of embarrassing to see Mm -hmm. the discussion going around with this. No real nuance, no real great, you know, conversation going on around it. So, Kyle, we might as well just talk about it, get it over with right off the top. What did you think of Jordan Love's performance on Sunday? (sighs) Well, I, and this is, this is tough for me to say, and, um, a little worried about admitting it publicly, but I genuinely liked what I saw towards the end there. It was, I think pretty clear in the beginning. It was a little jittery, a little nervous. Um, people kept saying that he looked lost, which I think I just like, I don't think that's a, a an appropriate word to use lost. I would like if he kept looking at the sideline and kept <laughs> yeah. like, you know, having this confused look on his face, That'd be one thing, but like it, it felt like he had command of the huddle. He had command of the line of scrimmage. It looked like he was making checks, and you know he was he was confident. But it also, yeah, it looked like there were some some jitters and some nerves. And I, I didn't think he really got his feet under him until like midway through the third. But from that point on, I I genuinely liked what I saw outside of the the pick. But it's a, it's such a tough game to <laughs> evaluate. Obviously, I don't know shit. I just watch the Packers on right. Sundays. I don't go deep diving into film and stuff. But Same. honestly, it was just about the worst possible income, income, worst possible outcome, outcome. 
I could imagine because it's like wait worse why? Well, it's almost like um, like the final season of Game of Thrones. Like it was unexpected and the worst outcome I could think of, just because I still don't know what to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he wasn't extraordinarily good, and he wasn't all out bad. I think a lot of us watching the game live were pretty negative on the game i'm still leaning that way overall but i uh, see i think our collective minds have been poisoned and we're just so constantly inundated with opinions and analysis and it's like it was four quarters of actual real football like we we can just kind of exhale and then you know let more games play out to evaluate we don't have to like you know forecast this guy's career but Again, yeah, that's kind of where we where we're at today, and like we just need to say, oh, he's not going to be good. Sign Rogers forever. Yeah, like, I just let's let's relax a little bit. It, and I agree with you for the most part on that, but it is the craziest, oddest situation for a quarterback to really have his first start. Because I'm trying to think, and there's different ways to measure it, but I there's. There aren't many first starts that were more pressure-packed than this. Probably Aaron Rodgers, his first start. Probably Aaron Rodgers, his first yeah. start. But other than that, it's like... And, like, Rodgers didn't light the world on fire with his first start, did he? True, but at the same time, you know... Because we are making a lot of excuses for Jordan Love, some correctly, some incorrectly, I would say. But at the same time, I'd go back and... If we were going into this game with Tim Boyle starting, I think he probably would have played a little bit better. Uh, you know they, what I mean? It's, I just, they pressure, what was the final stat? I think it was like 28 pressures. 28 pressures, like, 48% of dropbacks. Tim Boyle is not yeah. going to be much different, I think, in that scenario. It's tough, but people, Bill Huber said this too, you know, and it would be something with Rodgers if he were back there. Once you hit someone when they blitz, they're going to start blitzing less. And that was part of the problem is, you know, he didn't get going until the third quarter after he, I mean, got even the big dog play, which we'll eventually get into. Yeah. But it's it's so damn tough. And like you said, he didn't, you know, he looked a little nervous at first, but it wasn't like the Jared Goff shit that we saw with the Rams where it's like almost a college player always looking at yeah. the sideline. Yeah, exactly. For like, so. like I said, it felt like he had command. He was making checks at the line of scrimmage. You know, he was putting guys in motion. Like, it just felt like he... He he knew he belonged there, um, but and like I said, and like I'm telling everyone, I think it's really encouraging that he played his best, you know, in the fourth quarter, and you know, a couple throws there where he he had time and he got his feet under him and he he, he had his legs under the throw and like rifled it in there that ball over to MVS over the middle, Devontae yep, on yep. the sideline. Like I just think I'm really encouraged by that fourth quarter, and I just think once he gets more games or game reps, I I I think he'll just continue to improve. I I'm 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 still bullish. Weird take here, but it's sometimes maybe we're a little more extreme with our takes, even if we try not to. Honest to God, I hope Aaron Rodgers has a temperature on Friday or Saturday and can't play because <laughs> I I want to see Jordan Another. Love. I want to see him play again I before do. we have to make this decision. You talked a lot about there, you know how. We're really being critical of him, but we kind of have to because that is the position that Brian right. Gutenkunst has put this organization. So, and it's we'll like, see. We, and and unfortunately, even with a 17th game, we can't even really do that thing where like, oh, well, uh, maybe we'll see him. You know, maybe because the the by the number one seed is right. by no means a guarantee for any of the NFC. The NFC is very top heavy and loaded. So, 
Um, I, I have a feeling they'll be playing for the one seed through ev- through all 17 games, so it's not like we can even bank on that being a possibility. It sure seems so after the way this weekend went, too, with all the top dogs in the NFC losing, aside from the Cardinals, obviously winning without Kyler Murray and a couple of their other weapons. But we weapons. got the head-to-head on them. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. So I, And who knows, maybe if we keep it rolling and when we get some reinforcements back, too, maybe we lock up the number one seed or maybe it's out of our reach week 17 ah, and then we can yeah. start. Jordan Love. I mean, I like shit, that. wouldn't that be something if he comes in, we're playing the Lions week 17 too, and he has his own little Matt Flynn game? Yes. But that would be that would be tough. <laughs> I don't I don't know what kind of and I'll I could have led off with this too. We have the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff. I don't know how much we're gonna talk about this this episode. I've said it again, and it's you call it sexist or whatever, too. Whoa. NFL, and especially being a Green Bay Packer fan, is Soap opera is a soap opera for men. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's mm-hmm. I obviously we're a little biased, but I can't think of a more stressful team that you could root for over the last decade than the Green Bay. Pa- the last I mean, year, the last six months, <laughs> it's fucking my god. The last week, there's been more shit than most teams go through for seasons. They, I they feel go like. on to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> this documentary is going to be three hours long. That's one last thing before we get into the rest of the episode. I might have already said that too. <laughs> Something that makes me feel like we're going to play in the Super Bowl this year is with Aaron Rodgers and this COVID shit. So obviously, okay, it it happened. Whatever he, well, we won't do the little. <laughs> he's just, this, we he's won't, fumbling. We won't do the second he's joke stumbling. we were he's going rumbling. for. <laughs> Something else. So obviously, he tested positive. Whatever he's got COVID, he doesn't have to test for ninety days. He doesn't have to test until at, after the NFC Championship game. This is 100% (laughs) going to be a storyline leading up to the Super Bowl because of media day. Yes. It's going to be a storyline. It's already been written. Put him in a bubble. More than the defense looking good, the offense having some room for improvement here. The Packers are going to be in the Super Bowl because that is a pre-written story yes. right there. That's like, going what's to happen. That? I think it was Toby Maguire, like Bubble Boy. They literally he lives in a plastic bubble. Just do Jake that. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jay, there it is. Yeah. God, weird to think that that's him too. With uh, he's a good-looking young. Well, he's not a young man anymore, and he is not a good-looking young man. In that, I'll keep going with the episode <laughs> here. So we'll have a normal episode. We'll have our pick six, piss six. We'll have the six big plays that shape the game. After that, we'll break down the offense and defense and. <sighs> special teams unfortunately uh, we got time maybe we'll talk take news maybe we'll have some rogers shit or zadarius shit or odell beckham shit mm. we'll have his colin idiot some packers trivia we'll have a preview of the seahawks game and then we'll have an outro i don't think we're gonna have according to hank this week unfortunately so damn it hank that's it but with that piss six pick six pick six pick six all right, first piss six play. Uh, first drive after the Packers uh, go three and out. Go three and out. The Chiefs have a fourth and one on their own 46. Handoff right up the middle, and Williams, Darrell Williams, I believe, picks up 10 yards, gets the first. Uh, Chiefs obviously convert. They eventually have two more third down conversions on that drive, which leads to the Chiefs' only touchdown of the game to Travis Kelsey. Kind of. A prototypical, you know, I don't think we've said his name a couple of weeks. This is like the beginning, you know, of a Mike Pettin type game where Ben don't break and then you break right at the end there. But 
a mm-hmm. hard hard fought drive for the defense. Yeah, I really thought that the Chiefs had to earn every single yard on that drive. Like it was first and ten, second and seven, third and three. You know, rinse repeat all the way down the field. Like there weren't re- any real like chunk plays on that drive. So yep. Um, I don't know. I think let's 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 not talk about Petten, please. Ever. Yeah, it's well, it's kind of fun now because now we can look back because I feel so good about Barry. True. <laughs> where it's like, ah, oh, you know, we don't have <laughs> it, it and Dom Capers and Mike Petton. It's hilarious how they they're two of the first names that come up when you want to talk about a three, four defense. And now we've got this fucking Joe, literally Joe Schmo, Joe Barry. <laughs> and he's, you know, coordinating one of the best defenses in football right now. So, yeah, uh, first play or first series of plays. there, kind of a kicking the balls but uh only touchdown that they let up yeah and then uh packers go i think probably three and out again uh, maybe they picked up a first down there ensuing drive but chiefs got the ball back without the packers scoring they have another fourth and one second piss uh, yeah first play of the second quarter they come out in a very, real condensed um you know looking like they're gonna pound it up the middle formation uh they play action Defense swarms. Gary's right there. Was not fooled at all, and throws it out to Daryl Williams, or I think it might yep. have been no, okay, it, was it was Williams. And Savage, like a bottle rocket, just fires out, makes the tackle, and puts the Packers in in great field position to to start the second quarter. It was a hell of a defensive play. It really felt like all right, the defense is here to play today, and they they set up Jordan Love perfectly, and we got a shot. Something we don't see very often, the defense swarming like that. It's yeah. crazy how in every facet, and you talked about it, but Gary's really good at getting his hands up, too. That was so good, like the double hand wave he was doing. Like yep. he could have, Yeah, he could have just you know put his head down and sprint and gave Mahomes a much clearer path and, and kind of lane to make that throw. But, yeah, I think the, the hands really altered Mahomes's you know decision making yeah that little hesitation and having to put a little bit more air under the ball Mm -hmm. allows savage and chris barnes to just swarm window we don't see that shit and it's weird i don't know if i said this last week but i know i said this to you and hank when we were watching the cardinals game for whatever it is or for whatever reason um on both sides of the ball when we're going for it on fourth down i'm extremely nervous and i'm like we're not going to get it and then on defense too i'm like they're going to get it no matter what they're going to get it it's just always a negative mindset but no, so like, and what I mentioned with you, I almost felt better about getting the stop when they came out in that condensed, you know, fullback yeah. formation. Yeah. I, if they would have like spread them out, which I think is what they did on the first fourth and one, they would have spread them out. I feel much worse on that just because of the Chiefs' speed. But um, I guess on top of that, this Packers defense is legitimately fast. Like they fly around. Yeah, it's it's weird too. Even like Kevin King is like a decent guy in the slot where he's been playing now too it's it's weird how we're a little bit more physical on all facets and i'll piggyback off what you were saying i don't think it was one of what'll end up being one of the pick six plays but on that final drives that the chiefs had in this game they had that uh it was a third and five and i think we were off sides or we had some penalty backed it up to a third and ten it's like fuck. We should have just declined it. Uh, yeah. I, on, yeah. I know it's a joke, but honestly, and we, you know, with this play here in those short yardage situations, the defense is just a little bit better than, you know, those other plays where you allow the offense to have a little bit more time and maybe move it downfield. Uh, the third Pissix play. We're, we'll skip the AJ Dillon stuff. We'll talk about him later. Um, 
247 left in the second quarter, still 0 to 7. Chiefs are punting. Mari Rogers back for the punt return, puts his hand up, calling for a fair catch, runs up, kind of stops, hesitates. Ball bounces like 10 yards in front of him. Malik Taylor, the ball bounces, hits him. He has no idea where the ball is. Chiefs recover. Um, that's just part of the play. It's the negative, but the real part of this is later on on third down for the Chiefs. Third and goal on the four or five yard line, swing out again to Williams. Williams is like part of all these plays. Yeah. And Chris Barnes, who had the game of his life, oh yeah, rushes. You think he's going to be able to make it just over the pylon there, but Barnes runs right Absolute through him. Absolute violence! Oh my god! Like especially with the way Williams is built, like yeah. he just has that look of like he he might not run you over, but he's gonna you know if both are colliding he's going to stand you up and there's going to be a moment of like chopping the feet and it kind of a standstill but no Barnes legitimately sent him the opposite direction it was wow what a violent hit you don't see that very often it does remind me not the physicality of it but because of the location of that Mm. uh Blake Martinez hit god we probably brought this up like four times now against uh the Raiders at Lambeau and Derek Carr Right, yeah, Derek Carr, where he fumbled right at yep, the goal line there. Yep. Pretty similar, just big hit. That one wasn't as big, but it obviously caused the fumble. But it was one of those where you got to look up, and Fox did a good job of having like the microphone right there too. Yeah. Like, holy shit! Yeah, and Slayton was was pretty jazzed up about it. That's too. right, TJ Slayton. Big flex. He's a great interview too, and they have him on or when they did during training camp on the Zooms. A very uh, energetic, uh, personal guy, it seems. And He's, he's outside of the play. He's running up if you watch the replay. And then you see him after the play just like flex Do while he's running. Yeah. He, he's like 20 yards away still running up. So good. he knew. He knew. <laughs> like he probably heard it from, you know, the opposite opposite side of the field, how big that collision was. Yeah. Whew, what, yeah. Game of his life, though. Chris Barnes, for sure. And also, yeah, to kind of go back to what set all that up, the, the muffed punt. Not really Malik's fault. No. Amari simply has to find a way to field that or – maybe give his teammates a heads up sooner to clear the hell out. But yeah, pretty, pretty bad from the rook there. Yeah. I think I'll just wait. We'll talk about special teams when we get to special teams later, but yeah, that is just inexperienced and nervous. If anyone looked nervous on Sunday, it was Amari Rogers. It was more Amari than a uh, Jordan love, but uh, Kyle, what is the fourth to six play? Uh, so there's nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Packers are driving and are actually on the chiefs. Uh, 25. This was the best looking drive of the game. I think they started pretty backed up. Offense uh, had rhythm for the yeah, first time. yeah. It felt like they were like, all right, we're you know, ten is getting his feet under him. You know, yep. he's getting more comfortable. God, that sounds weird. And just you saying that yeah. ten, ten getting comfortable, <laughs> his feet under him. Fuck. And uh, yeah, he kind of just floats it up and not a very good ball and is intercepted and kind of just deflates the momentum that they had going. And yeah, other like. That was probably one of the, the obviously the worst throws of, of his day just because he didn't really give Devontae a chance. Like Devontae started playing defense probably right away as soon as he saw the ball in the air. Um, but, yeah, just a, a tough, tough one from, from Love there. Yeah, weird. Uh, I mean, football really is a game of inches because there was a couple of them too, even earlier on, I think the first or second drive where just – Close enough where Adams had to play defense on that, too, to smack it down. But I'll mention this here. The number one Jordan Love fan, Jake Morley, uh, I think he works for Packer Report or whatever. He was at the game. Huge Jordan Love fan. 
He's a photographer taking pictures for the play, and he was right there, <laughs> literally yards away to watch Jordan Love's first uh, career INT, Very also nice. the same place where his first career touchdown happened. Yep. But Jake's the biggest one. I'll just say this quick. I still remember after the first preseason game with Jordan Love, he said, now we know Jordan Love is good. We just have to see how good he's going to be, and I'm just like, what a weird. Let's let's slow our roll a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> slow our roll. Yeah. Uh, so what? It's me now. The fifth piss six play. Five minutes left in the game. Kind of alluded to it there. Facing a fourth and five. So it was a fourth down play. We might forget that high pressure situation. Love drops back, goes deep to Lazard, who makes the catch and ducks the defender. God, watching it, mm. it might have been like a limbo stick, and he did not touch <laughs> it because. That and that's that defender for the Chiefs too. That Sorensen, yeah, and that was the chatter of the week. It's just like just pick <laughs> on him. him, like wherever he is on the field, pick on him. And then yeah, he he proved that that was astute advice because yeah. Oof. And Lazard just walks in after that, and it's like one of those was like, oh wow, okay, we finally had some offense. Then you remember the score. It's like, oh shit, this game is still going on, and led into the next. Uh, yeah, the here. god, the defense just kept because yeah, even after that interception they just kept getting stops they got the ball back again and now it's a one possession game they kept getting stops but then of course third and 10 near midfield there's uh, i think i think the two minute i think the two minute warning just passed yep. um obviously if they they get a stop here they get a chance they get a first down packers don't have any timeouts and he rolls out pocket collapses a little bit gary is oh he's right there he's just getting them and i mean you cannot expect Tyreek to stay covered for more than seven seconds and obviously that was the case he got open and they get the first down game over yep Sullivan was back in coverage and he slipped the first real mistake he made that I mean the second which you can't even really because he he had covered him up to yeah that point like there's not much you can ask more from Chan in there it's it was just it should have been a coverage sack but yeah the the D just didn't didn't get home but I mean I don't fault them at all they had plenty yes. of stops throughout the game to where it's like god what else what else could they possibly do it is and since you're i was going to wait for the defense talk to bring it up but it is one of those things where with this game obviously we ended up losing but god it's hard not to feel better about this year after that game because you know going into this game too that defense had the mindset of hey we have to win this game we have to perform yes on sunday it makes you optimistic that we'll be able to turn it on again in the playoffs and this defense will perform when given, you know, this circumstance proper again. motivation and yeah, I just I think this they have so many like I and they preach about this, but so many leaders in the locker room. But genuinely it just feels like yeah. everyone out there is like could could be a captain for that defense. Like yeah. every single player. It's it's really impressive. I mean they've talked about Devondre Campbell a bunch, how he's been kinda outspoken the, the <laughs> He got uh, Defensive Player of the Month for October, and I'm sure a bunch of people saw the tweet where Joe Barry said when they wanted to acknowledge him in the meeting room, he said, hey, hey, we got to get back to the to meeting. What's it's, our third down plan? It's, yeah. it's third down. Very, <laughs> very J.J. Watt-esque, but I don't a cool know. tidbit nonetheless. It goes back to... Uh, <laughs> like if it, I guess it's it's not... If, if it becomes a habit where we're getting tidbits like this, then it's J.J. Watt, but like uh, a little tidbit here and there is good. You're saying J.J. Watt, you want to hear my take on it? Uh-oh. You're going to love it. If. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and if, and maybe it'll still happen this year. We'll see. If that same player, if it were Zadarius Smith, 
he would have had an Instagram story that had just dots, and it was all just reposting everyone <laughs> saying that he was <laughs> NFC defensive player. Of the a month. boomer. Devondre Campbell's like, let's get on to the next, to you know, next week. Zadarius would probably probably like stand up and like relish in it when oh everyone's clapping. Oh my god, I we'll hate move you. on. <laughs> we'll move on. So review of the game, starting off with the offense, as we always do. Uh, Jordan Love played football. I don't have his stats here. Yes, I do. He was 19 out of 34, 190 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And we're not going to be the podcast that is like, ooh, yo, played Mahomes. Which, that, I mean, he did, but God, that was so up. That was incredibly annoying. It, the bi- two, big thi- <laughs> two big things. One, Patrick Mahomes, I think, has proven enough in the league at this point. I don't think he's trying to prove to his team, you know, that he could be the quarterback of the future. Yeah, he's no Aaron Rodgers, though. Second thing, and the Chiefs obviously came and played on Sunday on defense, but Mahomes went against our defense, which is a very, 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 very good defense. Yeah, but also people have been saying that the Chiefs, I mean, yeah, statistically, but weird team. People have said they've been trending up the last month and they might be a little better than what their reputation is, but. You know, as they say in the NFL, you're you are what your record says yeah. you are, and yeah, well, they're a winning team uh, now, at least oh, five yeah. and four. So I wouldn't count them out. Like I said to you before we started recording, wouldn't be surprised if they stumble into the playoffs and then get hot like they usually do, and you know they make it to at least the AFC. Yeah, just zero game. points in the second half is just so bizarre, weird, and forgettable too. Didn't even think of that until yeah. you know after the game. But uh, Jordan Love, you know, we've talked about him a little bit off the top there. A couple. Of you know, interesting plays. He did on that one run, went back and actually threw some hands a little bit to block on a play. Oh, yeah. That was that fun was to nice. see from a – you only usually get that from your young quarterbacks. The older guys will just kind of stop. Stand there, You know, yeah. we see that from Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, he had the deep bomb to Cobb, which, I mean, we argue we can oh, talk about yeah. this with Cobb. You're so wrong about this. That was <laughs> – that was a – Bad decision that had a good You outcome. said, no, he was open and he caught it. And you said it should have been picked and no. Like, it it, it had 0% chance of getting intercepted. It could. It was either going to be completed or broken up. That was it. There was, maybe, z- if you look at the defender, maybe. he had 0% chance of intercepting that ball. Rule of thumb that I've always had, and when I say that, I mean, I just came up with it right now. If the receiver looks like they're fielding a punt on a catch... It's probably not bad the rule best. Of thumb. <laughs> yeah. It was but a good good throw, good decision. He uh also missed Huge Adams on that fourth down play in the first quarter, first or second quarter, I believe. It was the second quarter right before uh the two minute warning, I think. Where yeah, the, and the other one throw where um he yeah, I kinda laughed. I don't know if this is the throw you're talking about, but he laughed. It was towards the sideline and kinda in the broadcast view, it looked like it was a, a ball that Devontae catches in his sleep. But then on a different angled replay, it was pretty poorly thrown. Oh, and if the, he gets yes. that up a little more towards the sideline, Devontae, well, catches that in his sleep. Yep. Um, just, yeah, a few balls here and there where it's like, oh, like Rodgers just puts it, you know, pinpoints it so much better. But, I mean, again, this is the first four quarters of real football. Like, I just think getting his feet under him is, is yeah. going to be really good. And that fourth quarter, like the the – two throws to start maybe it was the interception driver maybe it was the scoring drive but it was the interception where drive. he had time and he just you stepped in and he fired it in there and i just those were really encouraging and i think um yeah i i, I really like what i saw in the fourth quarter genuinely it, it's weird because you're talking about you know that first drive of the fourth quarter the first throw he had to Devonte that out route it's like he turns into a different quarterback where it's like one in 10 or one in 15 throws you're like 
Yeah. What was that? Because it's just an absolute rocket. And now I'm remembering the the th- I think the throw you're talking about where he missed Devontae. He was kind of on the run towards the sideline. Yeah, that's that's another throw that Rodgers makes in his sleep. Mm-hmm. It, it would an easy pitching catch. I think it was like third and seven or something. It was third and third and. I'm thinking longer. of the miscommunication that I brought up before the back shoulder on fourth and one where Devontae oh, kept running. Okay. Yeah, never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, there was one where he was on the run and Devontae was very open, but he just completely missed yeah. him, and that was that was a bad throw. Like there was, yeah, there was definitely some like throws where you're like, oh, that's. But then there's throws where it's like, damn, that looks that looks really good leaving his hand. It was right on target. It's it's so weird. There there was the AJ Dillon throw, just a little check down when we were in our own end zone. Good enough play. Obviously yep. got some breathing room. And then there was the Mercedes Lewis. I mean, what it it's kind of like that Marion yeah. Barber run way back in the day, like the best run for zero yards in NFL history, where he went back like twenty into the his own end zone and came out. Jordan Love avoids like two sacks. He's getting brought down and somehow gets it through to Mercedes for a for, loss of for one, loss of one yeah. yard. But still, I <sighs> and kind of to go on that, it, there was yeah, there were some plays where he got out of sacks with his legs and he picked up some yards with his legs. So that's super encouraging as well. I just think uh, I think we just need to be patient. And I, I've said this before. We can't. I'm a big. We can't. I'm a big. You know, I'm a big judger of a quarterback by how the football leaves his hand. And man, when he's in rhythm and he, he can step in, I just I love the yeah. way it leaves his hand. He's got those wobbly ones too, though. He's got it's yeah. weird. <laughs> and it's and I a lot of I think he just needs to get better and more used to throwing without the laces. Because yeah, the the wobbly ones you can kind of see he's not throwing with the laces like that yeah. fourth and one shootout. Um, that they converted to Devontae. Yes, yep. That was off lace, a little wobbly, but it was on tar- it was right on yep. target. It was a great throw, but um yeah, just gotta tighten that spiral up a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. I do hope we can see him in uh this is almost ideal. You know, if Rogers is gonna be out and it's not for sitting, you know, week seventeen, I would hope it is COVID instead of like, <laughs> you know, an actual physical right. ailment. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. A lot of good, a lot of bad, whatever. It's, it'll be a battle for uh, for a different day. Moving on to receiver. Uh, Devontae Adams, He we kind of talked about it there, too. It's like, you know, we're saying we're not used to seeing this. Devontae isn't used to it either, the pinpoint accuracy. It took him probably about as long as it took fans to get a little frustrated. He saw him throw his hands up a couple times. But he did finish with uh, six receptions, 42 yards. He, did, he was targeted 14 times. So even with wow. Jay Love, you know, he's... Uh, you know, trying to feed Devontae just as much as Rodgers was. Um, a lot of people talked about going into this game, too, how, you know, part of that connection not going as well as we would have thought was Devontae didn't really practice this week. If, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. We might have forgot about how he didn't play against the Cardinals because he was out with COVID himself, but he wasn't cleared until Friday, so he only really had a walkthrough practice with Jordan Love. A lot of people use that as an excuse. I would say, well, yeah, he still had all of mini camp and all that with Devontae Adams, at least a little bit there, but yeah. whatever. Uh, solid game for Devontae. Four it was three months ago, four months ago. Eh, who's to say? Maybe, <laughs> yeah, it's it, you're not wrong. Uh, Randall Cobb, really good game. Three receptions, 50 yards. We had we talked about that deep bomb already. Also, uh, probably forgotten play that third and 10 where it was like his second or third read where Jordan Love yes. just checks it down to Kept Randall. Kept his eyes downfield, was trying to find some, because he could have went to Cobb way earlier on that play, I think. But he waited until, you know, it was, the 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 pocket was collapsed. And yeah, he dumped it out and Cobb makes an 
incredible play to to pick to move the sticks. It was a play that I'm used to the Packers seeing the Packers defense yes. allow that to happen. Yes. Like, what are you, you doing? You have it. You have it covered. You have the quarterback <laughs> right you know, under pressure, <laughs> yeah. and you have him catching it eight yards behind the first down. And yet, yeah, they still that's <laughs> that's that's so true. And once again, it's you know people were bitching about it, and this game was a perfect example. Remember how everyone was upset? You know the anti Rodgers people. That we were trading for Randall Cobb and it was going to hurt uh, Omari Rogers' uh, growth. I, I think we need to worry about Omari Rogers, the football player, and instead of anyone taking snaps away from him at this point. Yeah, uh, just in general. Yeah. MVS, his first game back, two receptions, nineteen yards. We'll see what happens there. But fuck, I think we'll just talk about it now. I don't know if we'll have take news, Kyle. It's been an ongoing as long as we've had this. This podcast, fuck, this is our third season now. At least one point during the season, it's came up. Kyle, do you, uh, what do you think about Odell Beckham Jr. coming to the Green Bay Packers? I literally just got a sleeper notification <laughs> that says uh, OBJ's team has also had conversations with Pats, Chiefs, and Saints, sources say. Those, um, that sounds like. So, what, what do candidates. I think about him coming to the pack? Yeah, I mean, it's so, well, for people who might not know, he was obviously cut by the by the Browns, I guess Monday or whatever. It was a weird thing where they delayed it. Yeah. He's cut, wasn't picked up on rave on waivers. So now any team could possibly sign him report came out that Odell's number one uh, destination. He'd like to go to is the green Bay Packers. However, the Packers are strapped right now for uh salary cap. I believe you only have like 4 million open yeah. that we can actually use. Yeah. My, uh, my jaded Packer fan self is just, thinking this is a leverage play like all the flashy oh. free agents before where they say oh love want they this guy really wants to go to the packers he really wants to go to the packers yeah. and it's like oh well here's some team that'll just you know throw a bunch of more money at you that's what i think it is but that's... then the fan side of me i i mean how could you not be excited about that i mean i think the whole oh you'd ruin the locker room chemistry shit is so overblown and just like dumb like, I yeah. think, especially with the locker room this Packers team had, like, they would not, they would not allow that shit. They, you know, they, they pound the table about how many leaders there are in the locker room. And yep. I just think if that were true, they just, o, OBJ would not have any, like, room to, to cause a ruckus because the, the guys inside that locker room would, would shut it down quickly. Yeah. And especially because it's not like he's going to overtake Devontae. Like, what are you going to exactly. do? It is the ideal uh, scenario. The one thing I would argue, because a lot of people have said what you said too, that uh, you know, obviously, it's Odell's agent or whoever using the Packers as leverage. I don't know what the leverage is in this situation, you know, because I mean he's a free agent, so he can like any team can really pay him anything. But with Gilmore, it was oh the Packers are interested. If we cut him, he's going to go to the Packers, and so that's what sped it up. So the Panthers actually traded for him. I don't know, you know, you're already in a bidding battle with the Patriots and Saints, like. That's going to be enough if he really wanted to go to the Packers. I think he will. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's probably that simple. And I'm sure like Goody and Russ Ball are like, I'll probably like call this agent and be like, hey, this is what we got for you. Right. Take it or leave <laughs> yeah. it. That's and I think, and I think that should be the approach. It's where like this is where this is what we can do. Yeah. Come try and win a Super Bowl. But if yep. you want to go get more money, more power to you. And I think that's what it is in these situations where we've said a lot this year where Goody has said we want to be in every conversation. If you broke down like the offers that free agents or maybe trades have gotten in the past, I bet the Packers are always at like 
third. Like, the middle, yeah, exactly. Every <laughs> yeah, single Never time. the top, but yeah, always in the mix. Yeah. Uh, moving on to running back. What do you think? What's your fan? Like, what do you think about <laughs> the, the player joining the team? I don't know. It's tough because, you know, Kevin Stefanski seems to pre- be a pretty good offensive mind. Uh, their offensive coordinator, God, I can't remember, our old quarterback coach, Rogers Boy. Van Pelt? Van Pelt, yes, the guy who was mini Mike McCarthy. Oh, he's in Cleveland now? He's their offensive coordinator. He was the guy who ah. called plays and was like the head coach last year when Stefanski got COVID. And, you know, it was kind of a... I was think it a it, prefer? Or, never mind. Go ahead. I think it was a new regime last year, which was second year with Odell, first year with Stefanski. So it should have been a fresh start in a new system. And for whatever reason, Odell still couldn't stick to it. So I don't know if we... You're thinking of it, too. Whatever deal he signs is probably going to be a one-year deal with whatever team. Right. So it really comes down to where do you think you're going to look best? And we've seen the Patriots try it with people in the past, too, and it hasn't really worked. I don't know how well Odell would gel with Belichick. I don't, you know, something you got to say. The Saints, I mean, that does make a lot of sense, but do you really want – I mean, who the, who the hell is – Yeah, not, Saints does make a lot of sense just because it's looking like Michael Thomas will be done for a year. Yeah, no, he's out for the year now. Oh, he it, is? That is and official? It's, yes, and it's Simeon starting for them yeah. now, right? So it's like, yeah, what do you want to like, do? And I don't like – yeah, he'll get, he'll, he'll get probably all the volume he would want in New Orleans, but yeah. I don't think he would get nearly the same in Green Bay. Like, That's this true. offense is a well-oiled machine that does not give a shit who is getting the touches. Yeah. And – I mean, Devonta obviously is an exception just because of the chemistry him and Twelve have, but like you, y- you can't even have a, a a fraction of that chemistry in the next. You can't build that in the next eight games with yeah. Twelve and Odell. Like, I just I th- it, it it's got to be tough for him to think like, yeah, Green Bay is probably the best chance for him to win, right. but in terms of volume yeah. and and stats maybe not that's the thing too because it's like where where does he go because i really don't think the packers are interested it's once again one of those things where right now i'm like sure whatever like i'm not interested i don't care because we still yeah, have i'm i'm, I'm kind of there too where i'm indifferent i'm like yeah I, I, i'll get super pumped about it if it happens but if it doesn't i will not really care at all it's Cause, it's cause really it's, that simple it's still adam's number one lazard mvs and cobb who's been amazing this year yes. Cobb's been really really good and who are you going to take off and then it's still malik taylor and like special teams well, and amari rogers whatever the hell we're going to do with him and aaron jones is kind of you know faded a little bit over the past month and He's gonna. I. You, I think his pot is boiling, and it's. He's gonna have a an explosion. Tier. Yeah. I mean, God, he almost did it. We could have had that as a pick six play too. That one run he had, where if he would have split it, he would have been Gonzo, mm. and we would have could have won that game. But I mean, you can't really blame him. Anyways, <laughs> shit, I was quick. Quick tangent there. Yeah. Starting news within within the recap. Uh, running backs: Aaron Jones, twelve rushes, fifty three yards, four point four average. He also had. Uh, Oh, he actually had he only had one target, didn't have any receptions. In fact, uh AJ Dillon's the only running back who had any catches in this game. But uh Dillon did have just eight attempts, forty six yards, a five point eight average. Point eight yards a carry. He had four receptions, forty four yards, eleven yards per reception there. Yeah. Do we want to should we do um Sorry for stealing your content, or or no at this point. Uh, sure. Okay, so we're, we'll throw this in here. This is, hey, we're stealing your content. I am a loser. I listen to the radio. <laughs> Some mornings I called into Wildy and Tausch, and of course, just talked to Jason Wildy, one of the you know head beat reporters for the Packers. Couple of mentions, cutting it up. I'm trying to make my own contact here. So uh, here's sorry for stealing your content. 
More thoughts from our fans. 844-770-3776. 844-770-3776. Let's go to Spencer in Minnesota. Spencer, good morning. Welcome to Wilde and Tausch. Thanks for helping Jesse out. What do you got? The game plan, I don't understand, like, after the Cardinals game last week, I was starting to wonder, like, is Matt LaFleur more important to the success of the offense than Aaron Rodgers? And now, every time we stumble, it's the same thing in the pressers where he says, you know, we got to run the ball more. Jason, I know you have coach's number. Can you just text him Sunday morning and let him know, like, hey, this is <laughs> this is you from the future. We're going to want to – you're going to say you regret not running the ball more. So, like, do a video of him. I could do, like, a montage of, of press conferences where he says we needed to run the ball more and send it to yeah, him. Or you could, like, you can you could send me the contact and I'll just say, hey, Matt, this is you in the future. It could be, like, a little Bill and Ted type thing, like, I'm trying to save you. Don't be this Matt. I like it, Spencer. I'll see what I can do. Thanks for the call. Tausch, what, what happens to a play caller? Because, look, we heard this from Mike McCarthy all the time, too. So, as I said there, it's been an ongoing thing with LaFleur. And, it, like I said there, too, feel real good about LaFleur. And then other times, and, you know, we kind of heard about this when he came over from Tennessee, how he didn't give Derrick Henry the ball enough. And it's funny how he said the same thing with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Jones. Mm. And now we seem to be getting that one with LaFleur and the running game, but two the usage of A.J. Dillon, especially in these games. I've said it before where it's like, hey, this is an Aaron Jones game. Hey, this is an A.J. Dillon game. Just feed him the ball. Of, I mean, yeah. every single. I, mean, I don't as, think he had a negative run. As, as funny as it is, I, it's like genuinely a good idea for someone to text Matt and yes. be like, hey, <laughs> honestly, I'm you from the future. In about four hours, you're going to be like, hey, we need, we should have got the ball to A.J. Dillon. I'm here to tell you I don't want you to say those things. Right. Give A.J. the ball. It's been every – honestly, it's been like every single week this year. And he, Matt's a smart guy, and God, even after the presser too, it's amazing. No one has taken more blame for <laughs> – There's there hasn't really been a more successful coach three seasons in than Matt LaFleur, but no one has taken more blame for you – know, That's leadership. Minimal you know things that have gone wrong than Matt LaFleur too. So I don't know. Hopefully he turns it around, but it's tough to really complain when you're 7-2. and two. Um, But, yeah, I – Really like the running back. Something else we should mention. Patrick Taylor is the guy who is getting called up. I believe he went to Memphis in college, Kyle. I think you're right, yeah. I think it was a blue team. Ty Dune, uh, enemy of the Packers, but a friend <laughs> of Patrick Taylor. He did write a piece on him saying that you know he would have been at least a mid-round draft pick if he didn't get hurt his senior year or during the off-season workouts going into that draft of 2020, huh. I believe. So I believe he's... He, they've talked about him at kick returner. I know Malik's been doing it, but something to watch. He might not be. It does suck that Kylan Hill tore his ACL, mm -hmm. but Patrick Taylor has, you know, during training camp at least, there was a lot of talk around him before Kylan Hill kind of really turned it up too. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, moving on to tight end. Obviously, Mercedes Lewis had the big uh, catch for negative one yards. <laughs> That was his only stat for the game. DeGuara a little involved again. I feel like you could chalk him up for this every week. Two receptions, 16 yards. Yeah. But once again, he was someone who got a decent drive going for Jordan Love, too, where it was just a very simple pass out in the flat there. But not much to talk about for tight ends. Uh, Bronson Kafusi on Jordan Love's one 
decent run where he picked up a first or close to it. Bronson Kafusi had some really good claps right in Jordan Love's okay. face, which was nice. So he's a good team That's guy. Good. I love insight uh, like that. Good the, claps. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love Kafusi. That's really fun to say. Bronson Kafusi. Kafus. Yes. Uh, moving on to the offensive line. Probably far and away their worst performance of the year. Uh, like we alluded to earlier, 28 pressures they gave up. 48.7% of dropbacks. Love was pressured. I mean, Spagnola, though, just, I mean, well, and they I were, don't blame him. They were calling for his head before this, it's but apparently like, young quarterbacks, he's really good at dialing up pressure. Just, yeah, like, and and LaFleur admitted as much that they did not have a good enough plan, and I wholeheartedly agree. It felt like there was a lot of, like, three- and five-step drops where it's like, yeah. hey, we got to get the ball out, and... It, <sighs> a lot of downfield shit where it's like come on let's let's get the ball out of his hands and they i don't know he just seemed kind of stubborn in his approach as the game went on we gave him a lot of praise when you know elton moved to left tackle and you know this kind of patchwork offensive line we've had and how we've kept the tight ends in to block and how great that's been this was like a throwback Mike McCarthy game where he's like, I don't care if Don Barclay is playing Put left him on tackle. an island. We're going to we're going to drop back and see what happens. And yeah. it's not good things. So I don't know. Uh, Royce Newman, he gave up six pressures himself. I think multiple plays he like let up multi- like he couldn't decide which guy he wanted to block. So they both <laughs> came free. We talked about before. Love was pressured a lot. And J.T. O'Sullivan had a video out uh, kind of breaking a lot of it down. So sometimes pressure happens, especially on the edges. You know, we see Rashawn Gary always doing that, and that's more of a delayed pressure. Jordan Love is so fucked this game because it was the A and B gaps just right yes. up the middle. Yes. No time to adjust. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, at least on the edge, you can maybe step up in the pocket by yourself a half a second, you know, to make a throw. But, and yeah, we, I mean, I haven't even mentioned that. That's another reason I'm kind of taking this performance with a grain of salt. It's like, yeah, he was, was sped up all game. It sucks. I, it sucks. I, we, he, I need to see him again. Yes, I need to I see really him again. I really want to. But like I talked about, Royce Newman, he was the second lowest rated player according to Pro Football Focus. Who's Lucas Lucas Patrick was the third lowest rated player. Who was the lowest? <sighs> do you want? Do you really oh, want me to tell you? Amari? No, no. He he. I don't think he played enough on offense. <laughs> this uh, is just the oh, offense. Oh, was it Love? It was Jordan Love, Damn. and it was they really fucking got on Damn. him. They gave him out of a hundred a thirty which is like some Garrett Bradbury uh, pass-blocking type grades there. Damn. Really, really bad. I but don't know. But PFF sucks when it doesn't yeah. fit Once our... Yeah, you know, next views. week next week we will give a bunch of praise for when PFF. Rashawn, it's yeah, like when, a 92. Yes. Best best sight ever. Next week, PFF will say Rashawn Gary is the best edge rusher in the league, and we will leave now, with that. But for now, site right is now, trash. Unsubscribe. Garbage, yes. Uh, once again, I mean, we ta- we've talked about it a couple times here. David Bakhtiari... On Wednesday, so tomorrow he'll probably get activated. I assume. I feel like we've been having this conversation for six months. Yeah, it's. I do think so, Kyle. He was you, eligible what, like th- three weeks ago? Yeah, but the Packers are so conservative. Sorry, I don't mean to sound all impatient. I just am. It it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. I think people thinking that he would have started sooner. It didn't surprise me at all that he didn't play last week. We're so conservative. I he's gonna start Sunday. I'd be very, very shocked if he didn't. My guess for the offensive line makeup, it'll probably be Bakhtiari, Runyon, Elton back at center, move Patrick out to right guard, and then keep Billy Turner at right tackle. That's what I would do. Kyle, do you would you move Elton? Would you it's tough to move Runyon to right guard when he's been playing left guard all year. Kyle, what uh if, I mean, I, is take he here? interchangeable like that? Like does he get 
Runyon. Yeah, did he get reps at right guard? Uh, mostly left guard and a little bit at center. I no, not center. I think he primarily was left guard all of training camp. It was weird this training camp too, because out of nowhere, Royce Newman just took the right guard spot and never looked back. And since he's been playing this year, it's only kind of gone downhill. So we'll see, Patrick. I'd move Patrick out of center too. I was gonna if we had known Jordan Love was gonna start, I knew there was going to be snapping problems because Patrick is still learning how to be a center. Oh, and goodness. he's had his own direct snaps to Aaron Jones, which were supposed to be direct snaps to the quarterback. That's right. Yeah. And we had a high snap to Jordan Love, and we had that other fumble deal when he came up to the line. So I don't know. It's it's a negative. The offensive line eventually was going to what suffer. Is, uh, the status on Myers. Myers, yeah, so that's something, too. Why don't we just run through all the injuries quick. Myers, he did have surgery last week quietly, so we'll have to see on that. Yeah, I did not. I'm not hearing about this until just now. Yeah, so he did have surgery, and I believe, was it a knee? Yeah, he had a knee issue, too. So we'll see what happens there. There hasn't been much of an update. I don't think they've really asked, and I don't think the Packers have to answer because he is on injured reserve right now. Hmm. So we'll see. I would think he's still at least a month out. Uh we're moving on to the defense here anyways, so this will get into it too. Kenny Clark exited this game with back a back issue. injury. Matt did say that they don't expect that to be long-term, so that's really good. But I just I think that just translates like three-week absence because, yeah. I mean, he... Fine. He Yeah, but he you, you really just hate because he got hurt in, I think it was the second quarter, and then didn't even come out for the second half. Like, you yeah. really... Like, to not even have, you know, the charade of... At least being padded up and like you know thinking there's a chance to come back in like no he was in street clothes when they came out for the second half which I is... guess but at the same time um it was it's funny because he was in street clothes but I'm like ah well at least he's standing he had a back <laughs> at least he's standing. <laughs> I mean yeah the back is yeah someone else who was hurt Eric Stokes he got hurt in pregame warmups knee which is oof that's why yeah because when and I didn't know this until right yeah like texted midway, you and Hank. yeah and I was <laughs> like I was like is this real because yeah. he, he came out there and you see number twenty I'm like. Wait, what? Like, yeah. So I, I I've been a, 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 admittedly, I've been rooting for Kevin King for the redemption tour this year. But yeah. when I saw that, I'm like, what? What's going on? Well, yeah, like he didn't like. There's yeah. no way he deserves a play over Stokes and Razul. Well, we'll get into that too. But yes, uh, you can only assume non-contact. Matt also said that they don't see that as being a long-term thing. So that's fucking awesome. Again, was... probably a three, four-week absence, I imagine. Yeah. So. Exactly. So I'm glad we avoided that. And the defense played pretty well without those guys out there. So that's good. Another thing, I think we've mentioned it briefly, but it's kind of a sure stamp now. Rogers last week alluded to it saying Jair had some good news. Mm. And Joe Barry flat out said that uh, Jair Alexander will be back at some point. So don't have to worry about that anymore. He's like not going to Definitively gonna was like... Yes, it sounds like he for sure will be back. He'll have a brace. So don't expect Jair to be Jair. Um, and Zadarius Smith, he is back with the team now. Once again, so people were uh, pretty optimistic hearing that. We talked about it a little bit the week before where we kind of got on him for not being with the team. And even when Matt talked about it, he said, I'm glad he's in our building, which is kind of some weird verbiage. It does seem like they're happy to have him back, and now they can keep an eye on him and the way he's recovering from his back surgery. So anyone else injured? I can think of. Hmm. We're probably missing someone. Well, okay, I'll say this too. Uh, someone DM'd us last week, a listener. 
I said last oh, week that Jonathan yeah. Garvin Idiot. tore his ACL. It was Chauncey Rivers. Yeah. Sorry with uh, Merciless being on the team now. We haven't got as much for snaps. You are not forgiven. Them. Yeah, that was so a, sorry about a that. Horrific mistake. Yes. Uh, moving on to the defense. Talked about a little bit there anyways. Once again, gave up only the 13 points, zero in the second half. Currently, the Green Bay Packers are fifth in yards, seventh in passing yards, 17th in rushing yards, and eighth in points even after wow. the terrible week one. Uh, this defense is really good, and we're still without Z, Jair, and Kenny Clark now for a little bit. But crazy, really, really damn good. We talked about it already. It's crazy how Joel Berry. I think someone tweeted this too. If uh, if we had hired Leonard, and this was a Leonard coach defense, a lot more people would be talking about it. Yeah, but because it's little old, yep. whatever Joe Barry, no one really gives a shit. But fuck, I could not be more happy. Right yeah, now. and even again, even after that first drive, like. I, w- I was still like encouraged. Like they had to earn every yard that they got, and yeah, they yeah. went down and scored. It took them like eight minutes or something, eight or nine minutes, and yeah, like even then, I was just it just felt like they they were getting into a lot of third downs, a couple fourth downs, and yeah, like I just even for them to score, it, it felt where it's like, all right, this isn't gonna happen all game. Like they're gonna get stops, and yeah, they they sure did. It's weird to have confidence in this. In really, this really a, it, a weird feeling. We're just once again, as always, as Packers, and not like ready a, to get hurt. It it and it's like this confidence feels different. Like it doesn't feel like a false confidence. We're in a getting way. better. The more people are getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like, make any not sense. Like a, it doesn't feel like there's someone you know over our shoulder just ready to, to <laughs> right. stab us in the back like it yeah. feels like a genuine like i like watching this defense it's really really bizarre i guess we'll see famous uh, last words right depending on you know who we play later this year because i'm even trying to think who we'd match up against that could give us a scare because yeah i mean we've got the rams coming up a little bit we have russell wilson next week and then other than that no one that could really test us so i guess we'll see um but yeah get into the position groups inside linebacker Chris Barnes already talked about him quite a bit. Game of his life. Game of his career. What was career, his? For Actually, sure. don't care because that site's trash. Yeah, there you go. I don't even have it on hand. Devondre Campbell, first time I can remember him not being in the top five for the defense and PFF rankings, so whatever. Outside linebacker, uh, Gary, once again, great game. He's been filling in so well with Zedarius being out. The pressure on the late play was nice, and he also had that sack on third down, which was fucking awesome. He's, he's yeah, he's not even a fill-in anymore. Like, he is a legit stud. Like, yeah. especially when, when Zedarius... Comes back, his snaps better not dip at all. Yeah, I I really hope so because it's it's weird. We have too many. We have so much depth right now. It's it goes back to you know what Roger said last week too, and everyone else. It's Goody using actual veterans to plug these holes, yes. and we're actually getting better as the season yes. goes on. Speaking of that corner, we talked about Stokes getting hurt. Kevin King was the highest rated player on defense according to Pro Football Focus. He did have that one dropped interception, which was a bummer. But I mean, hey. We'll take that from Kevin King as long as it's not in the NFC Championship game. It, and like I, I like it's like, ah, uh, Kevin. Even even <laughs> when you do good, it's like you ah, uh, you just yeah. Mm. It we'll would have been nice. I don't. Know, I just think the whole the whole energy of the game is different if it's ten seven late in the fourth like that. It was weird. So players obviously lie a lot to the media and stuff, but with Kevin King, you know, before the year two, he was very like, you know, zen and talking about like, yeah, you know, stuff happened, but I wanted to come back. I I don't wanna I forgot exactly what he said, but he's he's not gonna look past the bullshit or whatever. Something along those lines. And after he didn't catch the ball, Fox went to him on the sideline and he literally was sitting on the bench like meditating. And I think he said after the game on Zoom too that 
what he does after those plays mm-hmm. is he visualizes him making the catch. Oh. So I think that's what he was doing on the bench. So I don't know. Maybe open your eyes when you're on the field and you'll catch it. But either way, really liked uh, Kevin King's game on Sunday. Rizul Douglas didn't grade out well, but fuck, you can't really complain about him and how, what Sullivan did. Here's a question. Is this... Especially after Jair, we had questions and, you know, Kevin King playing really bad when he was hurt, too. I think this is the deepest the corner room has been. Easily. I can't really, since Al Harris and Charles Woodson were on the team, probably, yep. and Tremont Williams, it's, pro- it's probably the deepest corner room since then. So, yeah. I'll, I'll say that. I Yeah, I just, I can't believe Razul. Razul. Still sticking along. We'll have to see what the hell happens. Like, what the, is he going to be the fourth or fifth corner when we get healthy? Whatever. That's a, that's a. Problem for another day. Safety, uh, Savage and Amos both played really well. Amos, I believe, had a pick that got called back on offsides. And I hate this. I don't, we moved, but I don't know if we were offsides. They, every time they give us a replay, it's not right on the sideline. It's always like from the backfield. So we see movement, but we yeah. don't know where they actually and to be are. Fa- and to be fair, though, I mean, the, the pick probably does, like, I think Pat knew yeah. it was a free play. So he was yeah. a little, little hasty with it. But I, yeah, I really just love that. Amos and Savage combo. I I think it like Savage is just you know lightning in a bottle. He's just flying around, and Amos is like kind of like a, a field general. It feels like where he like he, he's very savvy, and he, he's he, you know he's not going to yeah. kill you with speed or power, but he's just a great football player that's always in the right place. Savage is very steady throughout the year, and sorry. Amos is very steady throughout the year, and Savage kind of goes up and down, but it does seem like he slowly gets better as the season he's, goes. Yeah, on. he's and yeah, this that's been pretty much the story of his career, yes. where it's like he kind of comes out and it's like, well, what is this guy? Yeah, and then he starts flashing. It's like, oh, this guy's good. Oh, this guy's really good, and it's just like up and up and up. And I think that's that's the trajectory he's on. They were uh, Amos and Savage were two of the highest rated players on Pro Football Focus too. I think just outside of Kevin King's rating. So whatever. Love it. Uh, defensive line. Kenny got hurt, like we said. Dean Lowry was on a pitch count. T.J. Slayton got a lot of snaps and played pretty well from what we could see. I didn't see his Pro Football Focus grade or whatever. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's got an amazing opportunity ahead of him with big dude Kenny. Kenny probably missing the next two or three. So yeah, this will be big, big weeks for him. There was. There were some clips on Twitter, too, where he's getting, like, blocked by the guard, just holding his spot and then breaking off and making the tackle in the run game. It's like, fuck, Love yeah. We, a rookie who can do that stuff, big body guy, he's only going to get better. Big beef. And even our guy, uh, you know, we're the Poor Man's Packers podcast. we got a stupid garbage can on our logo. The uh, Jack Heflin, the trash can full of dirt, he's getting more snaps now, too. So we'll have to see if yeah, he ends you know, up doing something. We, we really haven't used the Poor Man's. Because, like, what if, ooh, what if TJ is, like, a Poor Man's Kenny Clark? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, but we got to we got to like pick our battles to use it. You know, it is a brand true. that we don't want to give to anyone. Now, someone like you know true. an undrafted we'll, we'll guy from it. Iowa, Jack Heflin, we can we can throw it yeah. on him. I Poor don't know, man's Dean Lowry. I was gonna say I, that, that's why I started making a face before Kyle said it, and I was like, I don't want to say he's a poor man's Dean Lowry because Dean's been really good this year, but a poor man's version of that is. I don't know. We'll say Aaron Campman. He went to Iowa too, and he was a defensive we end. Go. We'll say that he's a poor man. But I mean, we don't know anything. Campman was more like long and kind of slender, right? Yeah, I mean, he was a defensive end. He wasn't a trash can full of dirt. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I had for. Oh shit! Ugh, never mind. I think we were pretty positive for losing a game there, Kyle. But we did miss all of this. The special teams. Mm, more like <sighs> not so bad teams. Special teams. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Let's Reg- start with punting. Regular teams. 
Corey Bohorquez, yeah, had a Un- couple uninteresting teams. Okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Corey Bohorquez, first punt was kind of a shank, not very good. The two after that were pretty good. He had uh, one where the guy, the returner, had to take it out of bounds, and I believe he fumbled it as well. Hey, pretty good snaps, though. Yes, uh, Steve <laughs> Wordle, the new snapper out of Iowa State, uh, grew up in the Chicago area, but roots for all Chicago teams, but not the Bears. He's actually a Washington football fan because of his no, uncle. No, he he's not anymore. Well, yeah, but he kept saying that during the uh, during his presser too, and it's. I mean, I've gone back and forth on it too. I hope no one gets offended when I say the slur, but <laughs> whatever. Anyways, special teams back and forth. Um, Amari Rogers. I mean, we. I can't believe Randall Cobb isn't returning punts. I hope he will be. Really, I'm surprised. This and, week, and obviously, you probably saw that after that muff. LaFleur went up to Mo Drayton and was like, you need to get him out of there. Like, you, we need a new returner. And Mo just straight up said no. And to his credit, he did have a 14-yard yep. return after that, which is fine. But I don't really care about the returns. It's like the kickoffs. Just, I just don't fuck yeah, up. Yeah, and I, I kind of just wish that wasn't public information. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Like, I... I mean, it's like the conversation they had with the Bengals where he went to Mo and they kept, hey, is or to Crosby, hey, are you going to make it? Yeah. Like, yeah how many times like, did that happen? Say, yeah. So I don't know. With the field goal unit, too, the snaps, <laughs> it's an ongoing thing. The snaps, the locations on all of them seem to be much better than what Hunter Bradley had, but the laces were still close there. Boho is a really good punter, but it does not seem like he's a very good holder. And Wilde said it today, I believe, too, where um, that's one of the reasons why Buffalo didn't keep him is because he isn't a good holder. Uh. My conspiracy theory brain, not really conspiracy theory, but it's a theory. Bohorquez is a lefty. Yeah. I wonder if him being left-handed sucks because he obviously can't go on the other hand, so he has to use his non-dominant hand right. to bring the snap in. I, I actually, wonder if yeah, that's I didn't, I didn't know that until, but it actually makes a ton of sense of why he's struggling to hold like that. Maybe maybe throw back to, I mean, shit, now Love isn't going to have much to do. Ooh. Have him go back there and be the holder. Yeah. Just throw it back. I don't yeah, I don't know. That's what I do. Kyle, you have any thoughts on the field goal protection unit, the punting, or I the just, returns here? The... I went on this ramp before, but with like the because maybe the the, sna- the field goal snapping like they say you can snap it in a way to to put the laces perfectly for your holder. Yes. And I just like I went on this ramp before, but like there's only 32 long snapping jobs in the world, and it's such a specialized thing. Like yeah. how are there not 32? How are there not 64? Like insanely elite long snappers in the world well i do think it's so mind-blowing i to think me. the reason why they moved on from brett good is because they wanted a little bit more out of that position physically for whatever why? reason why like, i i don't they're... understand and to not to the point but wordle his first punt snap he did actually he was in on the tackle so oh. it's a brett good never really had many tackles close, especially in his close career, friend but of the show very, very close. I want him to come back on, but I don't know. Scheduling has been tough mm-hmm. because I'm very busy. Not not because he's putting us down or anything, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see with Wordle. I feel a little better now, but it's going to be... It's going to be an issue for a while now. Hopefully, we can correct it. Coverage units seem to be better, but I don't know. We'll see. And that's, well, and that's it for the number one Packers podcast 
number one long snapping Packers pro- podcast. Yeah, there you go. That's it for, for this week. Yeah, we've we filled that niche. That's it. We're not gonna have take news. So we will have is Colin. <gasps> I'm not an idiot. Okay, you sure? Yes. All right, is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, you are a extravagant 14, 10, and 1 Ooh, on right. the season. Not bad. Kind of middle of the pack. I think the first year you struggled a bit. Last year, I mean, it was you were not an idiot uh, no, pretty much from, from the get-go. But you're looking good right now. However, I'm going to hit you with your favorite Packer questions. Who's the leading... Oh, go ahead. No, well, you you kind of sniff this sniff this in the bud. Sniff this in the butt. Oh, How okay. about that? We'll That's just roll good. with the new saying now. <laughs> you kind of sniff this in the butt. Season one, where you don't like the history questions. So here we go. <laughs> Kyle, this past Sunday was a rematch of Super Bowl one. Who scored the first touchdown in Super Bowl history? <laughs> Bart Starr. Well, okay. I mean, he threw it. Who did he throw it uh. to? Uh, <laughs> God, I almost want to stop you just so you don't say something. Yeah, I'm going to say something real dumb. Robert <laughs> <laughs> Robert Ferguson. Uh, that's a throwback. Day, day, to, one, day ones will understand. The yeah. The, go back don't, and listen. Don't. Well, uh, no, you can go back and listen to the Tom no, Grassi episode if you want. Of my life. It, yeah, that wasn't the best. But hey, we had Tom Grassi on and he's like the one of the biggest fucking nfl fan youtubers now yeah um, he had a really uh, we're not going to really talk about the roger shit you should watch his video if you want to because he had a really good breakdown i don't everything. uh i kyle bart, does not condone bart he has stars, not watched it bart star is my it's my guess the first touchdown in super bowl history was to max mcgee mm. i might have even used this Would back in never, like season yeah. one so max mcgee uh great receiver for the packers this is how much the league has changed. Max McGee had two touchdowns in that game. Probably should have actually been the MVP. Hmm. We obviously won. He was hung over for oh, the Super Bowl. Love it. The night before, him and Paul Horning went out, and I believe uh, Max McGee stayed out later. He, it was back end of his career. He was kind of like Donald Driver almost, maybe even lesser than Donald Driver was for us in the Super Bowl. Didn't expect to play, I think, the first play. Boyd Dowler, I want to say, oh got hurt. God. And Max McGee had to come in and hungover was the, <laughs> should have been the MVP of Super Bowl one. Wow, so. where was the Super Bowl? I think it was in LA. I think it was at the Coliseum. Oh, yeah, Coliseum. the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. could be wrong on that, but Kyle Owen won for the week. Well, no, I'll take a half a point there. I'll I, take a time. I'm sure you would, but I will not but award No, yeah. Okay. No, Bart Starr, it was... I mean, he threw it. He technically okay. was on the stat sheet as scoring a touchdown. If you ever play. get to idiot territory again, we'll add a, a tie or, well, no, or we'll a point. It. So we'll just add okay. it on now. We'll call it good. Okay. Second question. Kyle, who just barely crossed the line to get a first down against the Seahawks in the playoffs in 2019? Oh, 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 oh. I don't even want to say his name. You got it. That's kind of the point. That's why I put this in here. I want you to say it. I don't think you wanted to say his name last week. Jim Graham. Very good, Kyle. Yes, the uh, conversion to seal that game, and it blew up on Twitter because Fox's line, yellow line, was off. Oh, of yeah, the that's right. Real line, so everyone thought he was short when he actually made it. Yeah, I was at that game, so I don't. I never watched it on the Very broadcast because, cool. like I said, I was at that game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just watching him last night, too, I mean, it's insane <laughs> how just rock hard his hands are. The guy cannot catch anything. Yeah, his hands weren't great, but, God, if I remember, his cleats were worse. It w- He yeah. was always Flipping falling. Flipping and sliding. But 
like we said back then, the best. Hey, if you want, you could go all the way back and listen to season one of the podcast. Those two playoff games we had him for, he was a pretty good. The best pitcher. is when he would run with the ball on the sideline and his inside arm <laughs> towards the field would be carrying the ball yeah. and he would still manage to fumble. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he did the most bizarre, bad things on a football field. Really impressive, honestly. Yeah, it's one of those things I was kind of fine with moving on from Jordy Nelson for Jimmy Graham at the time, but now I do wonder. Looking back, it kind of makes me sick. You wonder what would have happened, especially if it was if we would have ponied up a little bit more for Allen Robinson. Mm. God, I wonder where we would be right mm. now. Anyways, very good, Kyle. Thank you. Third question. You were one on one. Mm. Kyle, one, can you one oh and one? Whatever. <laughs> Kyle, can you name this is pretty open ended, but I'm looking for one name here. Can you name any player that scored in the Packers-Seahawks playoff game in 2007? 2007. Hmm. This was the last Favre playoff run. This, I mean, Ryan Grant probably got in there. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah. Many, how many times did he get in there? Mm. You can tell me. Come on. How many times did Ryan Grant get in there? Thrice. Very good. Nice. Yeah. As everyone probably remembers, if you watch this game, he started off. Snowball, right? Snowball. Two fumbles, I think, back-to-back mm. drives. Eventually came back. He had one of the best playoff performances for a Packers running back. Was that the Atari Bigby game too? I can't remember. He probably did have I think a couple. Hits. There was a game where, yeah, I saw this clip on Twitter once. It was like a minute twenty long of highlights from Atari Bigby, and I think it was this game. And he makes like, like nine plays that are just like insane tackles, All interception. Shoulder. Yeah, and it's like, dude. If you would have just show me that clip from that one game, I'd be like, this is the greatest football player of all time. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that was the Atari Bigby game. Yeah, that, that game was a lot of games. I think most would say it was the Ryan Grant yeah. snow game. A lot of little memories from this. Ryan Grant snow game, obviously. Two fumbles, three touchdowns. Ended up being really good. What a stat line. Two fumbles, three touchdowns. Greg Jennings had two touchdowns. Brandon Jackson had a receiving touchdown. My God. The other little Ooh. memory to have. Gong show. Uh, and I feel like they use this on ESPN for the longest time for B-roll when they talk about Brett Favre. This was also the game where Favre was stumbling, falling over, underhand throw to Donald Lee ah. to pick up the first down. One of the last, like, Favre, Favre plays that yeah. we had with him for the Green Bay Packers. So, hey, yeah. I mean, really easy question, but good job, Kyle. Two All and right. one for the Two week. Two and one. Yeah, right. whatever. Love and it. you have your stump spending, which comes and, this, and goes throughout the season. Yeah, this is a fun one. Because um, I, I usually only want to give you one if it's like, like I can think of some bullshit question real quick, but I, I want to like, you know. Yeah, maybe have good... to sit down and come up with three of them beforehand <laughs> for you every week. Yeah, Kyle, a lot. I feel Yo, so we, bad for you. You can take a break, too, if you want. I'm not. Hey, I have. I'm, I'm cool with continuing to flex my intelligence. But I took a break you know, once, and then I saw on Reddit someone said that they were unhappy that there was no Stump Spenny this week. I wonder if that person's still wait, listening. Really? Yes, so that's why we have had it every Damn, single week. Damn, well, you're in for a treat We don't read the one. comments. We'd never read the comments. You have no influence on what we do for the show. <laughs> All right. So. Sunday, Jordan Love made his first career start. Yep. He was only the eighth Packers starting starting quarterback since 1992 when they were acquired yeah. aforementioned yep. Brett Favre. Who are the other starting quarterbacks? So Brett Favre doesn't So just count. name the eight. Name the eight since 1992 that have started a game for the Green Bay Packers. So Don Mikowski does not count? No. Okay. So it's Brett Favre. It's Aaron Rodgers. Two for t- wow, you got the first two. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go opposite here. Okay, Jordan Love, that's part of it. Uh, 
Ooh, I almost said Deshaun Kaiser. That's not true. Brett Hundley. What Brett Hundley? I don't think I don't think Kaiser started. I'll I'll keep going. I watched your eyes there. Whatever. So Brett Hundley started. Matt Flynn started. Scott Tolzien started. Seneca Wallace started. It must be. It must be Kaiser started a game. Correct. Okay. Wow. Okay. I did yeah, get all of them. I was. You were very confident that Kaiser didn't, and he did. Who did he start? I can't remember, kids? but he did. Because we had the my knee. Um. Was it that Lions game? Oh yes. Yeah, that's right. It was the well, the, no. the thirty-five zero or was that no? Brett because Rogers started that game. Remember? Oh yeah. He started and got a concussion that no one really talked about, and he's had a lot of them. And then that whole off season. Either way, whatever. I guess I covered my bases. I well now I'm like questioning. I don't think my friend brought it up to me, and then I I named those eight. Yeah. And he didn't dispute it. He he said he missed Tolzien. <sighs> I swear Kaiser started. He had to have started. Well, you know game. whose fault this is. We can look at the empty oh, chair. Oh, damn it, Hank. Hank, once again, the fact checker. We'll, uh, <sighs> once again. I guess we'll we'll check. Uh, well. All right, All right just... so I guess I am okay. an idiot. My apologies. <laughs> Very Kaiser good. Kaiser did not start for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. It was Magikowski. Okay, yeah, because 92 was that first year. I was wondering if yeah. they were counting that or he not. He started three games in 92. God, what? whoever... You Damn know, it. they come with a uh, flashy stat to throw out there. Why don't they just say since Brett Favre? Then you can throw out Mikowski. Yeah. If it's only those three games, it would be a lot, whatever. But, okay, that was a pretty good question. I, uh, I'm i really smart, I guess. So it's good yeah. that I got that. But, Kyle, that leads us into our final, well, one of our final segments. The preview of this week's game. We are playing the Seattle Seahawks at 325. CBS coverage, we do have Romo and Jim Nance, so that should be fun. Mm. The Seahawks are getting four and a half points, so the pack, so the, I think we're one and a half points better. I'm seeing three and a half. Oh, really? Oh, shit. I, on uh, Sports Action, I saw four and a half. Uh, oh, that's what I'm on right now. It says oh, three and a half. Weird. It must have changed. Okay. Mm. Uh, 49 point over under. Overall, the Seahawks are three and five, coming off a bye, I believe. And getting a quarterback back named Russell Wilson mm-hmm. a uh, a pretty lame I don't know what do you think of Russell Wilson overall what's your opinion of him um I loved him as a badger he really made them very exciting uh turned completely sour on him after the fail Mary and really the Seahawks in general yeah um and then obviously 2014 happened and I I my gag reflex is initiated whenever I see them. Yeah. At least for two, three years after that. At least this is at Lambo. Um, but yeah, now I'm kind of just like, I, I think he's very, uh, he's very not himself in front of the media. So it's like, like he's a very, he is the most robot. Yeah. Even more than like Kirk cousins. Like you turn up the like cheesiness. With yeah. Russell Wilson. Like the whole recovery water thing. Like, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm all for, you know, being polished and, 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 uh, <laughs> not saying stupid stuff to the media. Yeah. But at the, <laughs> I can't imagine having a quarterback <laughs> where it's like, and now he, he just like, it's, it's like, it's so, it's so. Well, even like he put forced. out that video on Monday with the succession yeah. and all that. It's like, dude, you, 
You didn't like tear your ACL. You had a pin in your finger for literally less than a month. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably cry like a baby, but either way, you know, it, it's all just a lot. But um, obviously, a great quarterback. He does yeah. throw an insanely pretty deep ball. God. And like the 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 trajectory of it where it's just like it goes up and then it comes right in like the spiral of it it really is something to behold it's weird it's something with like him and kyler murray where almost because they're shorter there's more of a like whip that happens when they bring the ball back and have to throw it deep but god i said it you know he's a robot in pressers and the way he talks he's a robot on the field too because he really is just the way he moves around the pocket and very fluid doesn't yes fluid is very good very fluid and smooth quarterback Mm. (laughs) anyways got Thrown off a little bit there, but yes, Wilson will be starting. Um, their leading rusher right now is Alex Collins. I saw something about uh, Carson coming back. I think he may be starting practicing, but I don't think he's going to be there. Uh, DK Metcalf is their leading receiver, 580 yards on the season. They, all have, they also have Tyler Lockett, who's a pretty solid wide receiver. Um, on offense, they haven't been that great this year, but they've been without Wilson as well. Uh, they are... Well, they've allowed... the. Th- the 28th most sacks in the league, which looking, it's a red number there. So they give up a lot of sacks. Uh, they're first in turnovers, so they don't actually turn the ball over too much. Uh, their defense is pretty good. Fourth in sacks, uh, 21st in passing yards, 21st in rushing yards, fifth in points, however. So their defense is pretty solid this year. Uh, another thing to note. The Packers and the Seahawks have the two lowest graded special teams this year, according to Pro Football Focus, which I think we can trust them on special teams equations. So (laughs) something to think about going into this game. Kyle, how are you feeling this week? Uh, I feel it's it's hard to have a feeling either way, just with... uh with Rogers' status, you know, we don't know if he's going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like you said, I would love to see love again. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't really know how to how to handicap this game just because of obviously the starting quarterback. But I do see that Seattle is second in red zone efficiency, which is a little little yeah. scary. So if they get inside that twenty, how do you define the red zone? Twenty five or twenty? Uh, I think <laughs> I don't think it changed with the uh, new kickoff rule. I think it's the twenty. I'm pretty oh, sure it's the twenty. Because I think I, I watch the Manning cast sometimes, and I think they kept referring it to as inside the twenty-five. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, because and obviously we all know the the reds the red zone woes of the Packers defense. So that is definitely an aspect of the game to keep an eye on. Man, we didn't even have to talk about that. But with the Chris Barnes play, obviously was yeah. You know, we only yeah, love one touchdown. Yeah, trending in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, shit, they didn't get close except for the one touchdown in that. Uh, I think those were the only two times they made it into the red zone. That field goal might have been further out than that. But, yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I. but even if Love is starting, I still think this roster is good enough to get the win at home. Um, I think Love went into... I, I mean, people say the loudest stadium in the league in Arrowhead. Yeah. Um, so he'll be much more comfortable if he's under center at home. He'll be able to communicate and operate very freely. Um, but yeah, what, go ahead. I just wanted to say our uh, <laughs> our backup fact checker, trivia analyst, uh, William, <laughs> he was at the game in Kansas oh, City. Hell yeah. He has, I just had to say this, and we, we're actually running uh, good on time this week, which usually doesn't happen. He's gone to a few Packer games. <laughs> 
<laughs> he bought these tickets in August. Oh, no. <laughs> so he was open to see Mahomes and Rodgers. Uh. Ended up seeing, as he said to me, too, the Jordan Love and Stephen Wordle game. The first, you know. Yeah, the Love debut is a pretty cool notch in the belt, though. Would have been nice if it was a win. But aside from that, he was at the Seneca Wallace game. Oh, jeez. This poor fella. God, he was at, I think he was at one of the Brett Hundley games, too. All these games, oh he just God. gets bad luck <laughs> that he happened to go to. But, yeah, I'll... uh. I'll leave it at that. I just want to bring that up, the bad luck for watching games. Um, it does look like Seattle does have a pretty decent de- defense, though. Fourth in sacks, yeah. fifth in red zone, so they're good on both sides of the ball in the red zone. Um, they get off the field on third down. They're sixth in the league in that. It's just a tough team to judge because they have a decent defense, but they haven't had their quarterback all year, and the offense is just – it's almost like the Vikings where they kind of – handicap themselves and don't want to air the ball out too yeah. much they're really a run first team even though the weapons they have you think they try to air it out a little bit more yeah so their defense is is no slouch but it definitely doesn't strike fear into you the way you know the the old seahawks yeah. defense used to so um yeah i'm i'm it's going to be tough to try and predict this game. So you you go ahead and start us off. Oh wow! Okay, you think we're already ready for predictions? Well, you're yeah, you're right because I don't have anything else to talk about the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Rodgers is probably going to start. I would be pretty shocked if he doesn't. Yeah. Hope I still you know I, I, second game from Love would be awesome, but mm-hmm. I have the Packers winning thirty four to twenty one. Ooh wow! A bounce back game. We talk a lot about uh, Aaron Rodgers and the grudge, and I think he's a little pissed off after everything that occurred over this past week. Wants to prove the haters wrong, even though this wouldn't really prove anyone wrong as to what they're pissed off about. But he's he's pissed. I think he airs it out. A couple touchdowns, thirty four to twenty one. Finally getting back up in the thirties after having twenty four twenty four point games for quite I like a while it. there. I like it a lot. I am going to go, and this is regardless of the starting quarterback. I'm going to go 28-20. Okay. Like that feels like a Packers-Seahawks in Lambeau score. Yeah, it's it's a lesser. We've said a lot about like weird games. We knew the Cardinals game is going to be weird. We knew the Bengals game is going to be weird. Seahawks, I don't know. We have the obviously terrible memory from 2014. Right, yeah, I think Russ puts puts together two touchdown drives, a couple field goals. and It's usually like the Seahawks stumble or have a couple stubbing their foot situations yeah and the floor tries his best to keep the field goal unit off the field i thought you were gonna say to run the ball (laughs) yeah well yeah and the offense just scores four touchdowns so all right 20 good guys okay moving on to bold predictions kyle hey you ready for your bold Uh, prediction no you go ahead okay well i alluded to it a little bit earlier as well packer special teams not too good seahawks special teams not too good either i've said it too many times this season you can't take a piss or your bathroom break during special teams mm. anymore because explosive shit happens. I have a special teams touchdown happening in this Ooh. game. Packers like it. or Seahawks. Either or. Uh, I'm, hey, we're letting it happen with Hank. We're getting a little more flexible uh, with what we're doing here. The, it could be good. Packers it could be bad. It's so bad that like... We've been pretty good on returns, though, this year. As bad as they've been, it's funny how that was like the big problem with Meninga, and now it's like everything else has kind of been an issue aside from the punt returns. But All right, I'll allow it. Thank you. Kyle, what is your bold prediction this week? Um... OBJ two touchdowns. <laughs> that would be that would be the most bold. <laughs> no, yeah, because I mean, even if he does sign, he's obviously not going to. What if he signs with the Seahawks and has two touchdowns? <laughs> that would be that would be wild. Um, all right. Well, I will go with. Uh, oh yes. Oh, I love this actually. 
our our favorite combo, Savage and Amos, a pick a piece. Ooh, a pick a piece. I like how that sounds too. <laughs> you and uh, I just because I, I keep running through the last time Russ was in. Oh, actually, this wasn't. I think the last time Russ was in regular season Lambo, he threw five picks. You remember that game? That was so fun. Was that the Devontae game right off the bat where he had a touchdown? What year was this? Yeah, because I, I don't – maybe it wasn't the last regular season. God, we've played the Seahawks so many times over the last It's weird. Yeah, the Vikings, years, too, have years. played them quite a few times. So, so yeah, maybe it wasn't the last position. one. But, I mean, everyone knows what I'm talking about, the five-pick game. Like, yeah. That was, that was a fun one. So, pick a piece. Okay. That would be pretty cool. Uh, We'll see. I'll we'll, – we'll get Hank's predictions. We'll have that on the graphic that I'm sure everyone's going to look forward to seeing on Twitter. But with that, that's all we have this week. So, as always, if you could please – There it is. There it is. <laughs> leave a five-star rating on Apple. That would be cool. Tell your friends to do it, too, even if they don't watch it. I don't care. Just grab your wife's phone right now. Mm. Go over. Give a five-star rating. You're upgrading your phone at T-Mobile. Yep. Hop on all those phones. Yep. T-Mobile, the number one phone company out there. Go out there. Just give all the five-star ratings. Tell a friend maybe, whatever. Once again, as always, if you want a stupid koozie, I will send you a koozie. They're I not might... stupid. They're awesome They're koozies. very, very uh, good koozies. William good had quality. a koozie in Kansas City last week. So, yeah, if you want a koozie, email us at pmppodcast at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Twitter at pmppod. Uh, yeah, just give us your address, whatever. We'll send you a free koozie. Man, it's kind of weird. Not usually, we even have a recording I like, from. Yeah, Hank. I like the, I like the just you know handoff to to Hank, but now it's like I I forgot how to dismount. Yeah, it's it's tough. Well, I really don't have anything else. Kyle, do you have anything else, or do you uh do you have a song you'd want to go out with? I'm not even prepared for that. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I ca- I oh, try shit. to go back and forth some indie shit, some rap up. shit. I definitely would have would have got one. Um. Because I know you like to pick songs where like there's this build up and then the the beat drop when we stop talking. I love yeah. the way you edit that. Last so week I, I thought really was a good a, one with the uh, Naked Giants too. Um, no, I can't really. But all right, well I call dibs on on on, on next the song week. Next week, okay. I'll just I'll find a Future Islands song. So okay, okay. Pretend I didn't say that. I don't, Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? <sighs> just 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 be patient with ten. Okay. Be patient. Let's <laughs> let's see some more reps. Usually and, it flows in the next week, and, and now let's. It's like, an overarching just, thought yeah, for him. Let's just you know just relax, take a deep breath. He showed some flashes. He'll be okay. All right. Well, with that, future islands, please don't sue us. Let's go. Seasons change.